Would you give your mum, dad, aunt or that uncle who hugs your partner a little too long free access to your phone? Oh no! Oh my god, it's, it's a really long video! Ew! In Dave's brand new YouTube original, Get Off My Phone, we've got six comedians to give their phones over to a relative with total freedom to read messages, DMs, photos and browser history. What's your social history? Sorry? What to do? Tips for relief. The rules are simple. Their relative can read anything they want and even make calls from the comedian's phone. What is this? What is I know what this one is. That, that looks really okay. bad. Starring Tanya Moore, Anya Magliano, Finlay Christie, Travis J with his mum Angie Lamar, Hayley Morris, Grace Campbell and dad Alistair Campbell. Slightly sexually compromising <laughs> Divulging their deepest digital secrets. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Get off my phone. A Dave YouTube original. Available now on Dave's YouTube channel. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Conversations Against Living Miserably, a podcast where we try to find solace in a world where our brains are usually against us. My name is Aaron Gillis, and each week I'll be joined by... Me, Lauren Patterson. Each week we chat to a different guest about how they try and live their life without misery. But we try and do it with a little bit of laughter, because otherwise that sounds like a pretty gloomy idea for a podcast. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Dave, the TV channel, and Calm, the campaign against living miserably. Morning, and welcome to episode 13 of uh, Conversations Against Living Miserably, a comedy podcast that gets funny people to talk about how miserable everything is. Yep, that's the selling point, and I am sticking with it. This week's guest is Jess Robinson. Jess is a comedian, actress, singer, and impressionist. Her new show, The Jess Robinson Experience, will be at this year's Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And this week, we speak to Jess about loneliness, depression soundtracks, and Liza Minnelli. Yep, those are first time I think those three things have been ever clumped together. Um... As usual, if you could like and review this weird little podcast, it really helps us get into more people's ears. The more people that listen, the more money that goes to calm. But, I mean, if you're 13 episodes in at this point, you, you've you probably got that, haven't you? I don't, I don't need to say it all the time, but I'm gonna, going to anyway. Uh, anyway, that's quite enough of me. Here is Lauren and myself talking to Jess Robinson. Hello, Jess. Hello. Uh, our first question is always the same. Right. 
And it can cause an existential crisis, which we apologise. Oh, but God. When was the last time you felt calm? Um, yesterday, actually. Oh, good. It was Monday yesterday, mm-hmm. which is the comedian's day off, right? Yeah. Um, so... I was doing my emails and my friend said, no, you said you were going to have a day off. So I closed my laptop and we went down to Brighton Beach and just sat there. We just sat there, no going on the phone, no looking on Twitter, just looking at the sea and the sun was shining and I've burnt my Jewish nose a little bit. (laughs) And it was just lovely. I never, ever, ever take time out to just sit Mm -hmm. and just enjoy being sounds yeah. so wanky doesn't it but I think you're allowed lovely. to be wanky when you don't do it yeah yeah you're allowed to enjoy it a little treat <laughs> yeah. that does yeah. seem lovely everyone needs a wank <laughs> um, no it's just like every time I pick my phone up my thumb just knows to go on Twitter or Instagram or mm. you know and all of that is so bad for mental health I think. Yeah. yeah so uh, yeah There's it was yesterday calming about a beach isn't there oh my Nothing gosh calming. just watching the sea go in and out like it's breathing and the um, the sun was making it all sparkly and yeah, yeah I love I it one of those people that can find the negative in everything and I now don't really like beaches because last on our, on our honeymoon my wife got chased by a crab <laughs> a good 20 metres it was the funniest thing I've ever seen this crab was really small it was about the size of like an iPhone but it just made a beeline for it and it was Ooh. so ferocious she I'm was sure, very beautiful I swear it was running straight on as well that's how angry it was <laughs> and then, yeah she yeah but I'm just yeah <laughs> Sorry, I don't know where that's directed. Where was from. that? That was in the Seychelles. No, like, no. Yeah, no. Can't be that negative then. Oh, no, not at all. It was probably just jealous you were on a honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're having a nice time. Angry crab. <laughs> it's like the, the Susan Coleman. Was it the anxiety crab? Mm. Maybe that's what it was. Oh, that's followed true. you on your holiday. Yeah. <laughs> so you've spoken openly about mental health yeah. um, in your shows and in kind of national newspapers as well and I you did always say actually. that um... <laughs> God I was having a right old breakdown and on the the Comedians Comedian podcast with Stu Goldsmith who Stu. we've interviewed on this podcast oh good yeah, he's good good lovely. he's a lovely man uh, and you always kind of talk about how you like to use humour with it as well how do you find yeah. that kind of equating humour and mental health helps you oh god yeah it's um, it's a sort of a gallows humour sort of thing isn't it um, be- I come from a family that does speak very openly about how you're feeling. We're all Jewish, you know, everyone's got something going on, everyone's a bit dramatic. Um, There's always been um, a a pattern of if I'm feeling sad, then I will eat, Mm -hmm. which is also not not the right way to deal with things, Um, although it does make things better in in the short term. Just then it makes you really depressed when you can't put your trousers on, isn't it? But, yeah, it's so important to be able to see the funny side for me. Like, I remember... My, my friend and I kill ourselves laughing about it now, but one of the memories of when I really realised that I was properly depressed and, like, properly suffering with it was when my friend, my flatmate, found me in my bedroom naked with my head in the cupboard just crying going I don't know what to wear <laughs> and I just like the simplest thing and I'd have an absolute yeah. meltdown yep. and that is such a so pathetic like I couldn't even dress myself it was too much and yeah so you know you've got to laugh about those things but at the time I was just like fuck I think I need some help <laughs> first what do I wear yeah. second where is the GP <laughs> yeah absolutely it is bonkers though, isn't it? Like uh, those little moments that take you to that level of completely the, the other mm-hmm. end of it. Yeah. Mine was I had a panic attack because I dropped uh, my wife's My Little Pony mug. 
I like oh. to stress that it wasn't my my little pony mug because that gives us all sorts of different connotations. <laughs> 2K19. Um, but yeah, I dropped it on the floor uh, in the kitchen and it smashed. And I just thought, this is the end of the world. This is like the best thing we've ever owned. Mm-hmm. It, it's not. It's a piece of crap that neither of us use. And I just kind of, my whole brain just kind of folded in itself. Oh, and I had a massive panic attack and I was on the floor. Oh, I honestly no. thought I was having a heart attack for the Jeez. first five minutes because I didn't know what the hell was going yeah. on. But then those little moments just really trigger something huge. No. And if what it was had just, led up to that with you? Oh, for me, it was just deflection. It was like loads of stuff building and building and building right. inside of me and that one little outlet happened and I just it it just felt like a switch went and like Mm. the floodgates opened and my body just went no can't handle this what did your friend say to you when she found you naked in a half in a cupboard Uh, she laughed at me she called her girlfriend to come and look (laughs) Um, and then they were absolutely lovely and um and, and just very soothing and, and you know a cup of tea wrap me in a blanket um, I think actually it happened in the other other way around um, and uh, I just think it is, it's really hard to open up and talk about your feelings so if you have to use humour to sort of deflect it a little mm-hmm. bit or you know to say oh I'm such a wanker <laughs> if that's the way you can open up and talk about it by making people laugh yeah. and laugh in recognition mm-hmm. and go oh yeah actually I, I'm like that sometimes too I just think it's really a brilliant tool isn't it to mm. be able to open up and talk about stuff yeah. does it help without you getting as well? too heavy yeah. <laughs> does it help you kind of realise your kind of mental issues as well because for me I write about it but I always write in a funny tone about it because it, yeah. it makes it seem smaller and I can deal with it if yes. I'm laughing at it that's yeah. right and um, is that how you feel as well yeah, absolutely. It's like, I don't know if you're a Harry Potter fan. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yes. <laughs> it's like a boggart. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Great That's great. Isn't it? Yeah. The, like your worst fear, but then if you make it funny, you can laugh about it mm-hmm. and it's not so scary. Yeah, I think part of sort of, I don't know if this is true for everyone, but I think for a lot of people, part of the fear of opening up is people are going to laugh at me. People are going to laugh at me because this isn't serious. So if you can articulate how you're feeling in a way where laughter is the response, it's like, well, then I don't feel bad that people are laughing because they're laughing in a good way rather than, you're an idiot, you shouldn't feel like that. And you just think people are going to think less of you or think you're a weirdo or sneer at you, but everyone's got their own shit, haven't Mm. they? Everyone's got their head in a wardrobe story. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Beautiful way of putting it, absolutely. We tried to explain it. My nephew's quite anxious. Um, and I think I think that's a good thing about being so I can recognise that in him now and I'm like oh you're quite quite an anxious boy so me and my mum have tried to explain it to him we're like everybody has wobbles everybody gets upset and he's mm. like even you nana I mean nana's, me, me nana me mum's like yeah even me and he's like even Auntie Lauren and me mum's like especially Auntie Lauren <laughs> oh, she is a constant wobble <laughs> yeah. and his little face was like you could see that for him as a seven year old just to be like oh everyone wobbles Everyone wobbles. I think the earlier you get that across, the better. Yeah. We're all wobbly. It's just finding your own way to deal with it, isn't it? Totally. Mm. What kind of um, ways have you learned to really help you deal with it? Is it through your work? Talking is helpful. Talking is the most helpful. Um, There is music, certain certain singers or certain Mm. songs that really lift me and just just help me, sort of takes me out of myself. Uh, if I can't sleep at night, I will listen to still Stephen Fry reading Harry Potter. <laughs> I just find that really comforting uh-huh. and lulls me. Um, having a cuddle with someone. Uh-huh. I've got a little WhatsApp group 
with a couple other female comedians and we call it lady cunt therapy (laughs) 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 and we just uh, we just you know anytime something is shit or or something's good it's just nice to have a little just a little text a little group just to go guys i'm feeling shit today what should i do about this Mm -hmm. or yeah how long have you had that group for about three years now, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? I really, really do good. think that that kind of just having someone at the end of a, a message or at the end of a phone line, yeah. really, just that comfort of knowing they're there and they will respond is so yeah. important. Yeah, yeah. I think if I was in a proper crisis and I text them, or I'm very lucky. I think a couple, of, you know, a few of my friends. I can probably count my closest friends on one hand, mm-hmm. but if I said please, please help me, they would straight away, just as I would to them it's really important to have those mates around you where you feel you can do that loneliness is a really big factor of feeling depressed and um, isolated isn't it but I think a lot of the time the loneliness is maybe in your head a bit more because you just think no one will care and you think no one will understand Mm -hmm. but actually again yeah everyone's got their head in a wardrobe somewhere (laughs) (laughs) what would be your top three songs on like a playlist when you're on about music so you're like if you had to put say if you had 15 minutes and you're like right I feel shit so I'm going to put my little power playlist on what three songs would pull you back off right you have to answer that question as well Okay. Yeah, because that's one of those questions where it's quite easy to ask it, but actually thinking of an answer. Yeah. yeah I'm just going bastards. through my Spotify playlist in my I f- head. I feel like I know the first one straight up. What would yours be? Greatest Showman, This Is Me. Oh. That's a proper... Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. And then I think I'd go for like something a bit maybe like indie, rocky, like oh. a... Oh, monkeys on rock, but you know something that reminds us of being young and a bit like carefree. Nice. And I would go for probably Little Mix. Shout out to my ex because that is a really that's That's the song that I used to walk out, uh, like leave the stage to during my Edinburgh show about like a breakup. And so that song originally was like a really like uh, it makes me think of my ex, but now it makes me think of achievements and accomplishments. Oh, nice. And so I think I'd put you need you basically you need a show tune. You need a pop anthem, <laughs> and you need <laughs> something angsty. That's that. That's how to fix depression, listeners. <laughs> Done. Podcast over. So, I on, think. I think I would have to have Hotel California. Oh, good one. I just love that. It has to be really loud as well, so mm. it's completely all-consuming, and it's like the music is in your head. Um, you'd probably have to have. A Kate Bush as well. Ooh. Actually, Ooh, which one? I might go for Wuthering, Wuthering Heights, Heights. Yeah. just because you can't stop doing the dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Physical exercise is very good for depression, isn't it? Um, and number three, oh, maybe I'll have um, Shut Your Fucking Face, Uncle Fucker from oh, South Park. That's a good one. <laughs> because it's just yeah. the little break in the middle where they're doing like the tap far- farty dance. Yeah. It's so inane and awful, isn't it? <laughs> God, people are going to think my music choices are so weird. Oh, no, Very don't worry. I, mean, I am yeah. young, I promise. It's not just the 70s. <laughs> oh, dear. I think mine's going to sound terrible in comparison. No. Life on Mars by Bowie. Fabulous. Yeah. How can that be bad? Okay, the next one's weird. Wait and Bleed by Slipknot. Because that reminds me of being a weird little one. goth emo yeah. boy when I used to kind of get into like the one terrible club we had in my hometown when I was 16 <laughs> and used to mosh with my long hair and <laughs> grubby little attitude. Yeah. And then, oh, are we going show tunes? Both of you have picked the musical. Is that South I have Park done South Park's yeah. musical. If it wasn't that, I would have done Cornflake Girl by Tori Amos. Ooh. Oh. But go on. Maybe Landslides by Fleetwood Mac. 
Uh, oh, they're great. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Okay. All legit. This is a solid we should start a playlist. That's what our, ne- our new question every guest has to add to the playlist. Yeah. 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 Done. Yeah. If you had to have a show tune, what would it be? I am what I am from the KJ4. Hey! Oh, yeah. Yep. This is Absolute great. Banger. I can just imagine you all sassy. <laughs> oh, I can do that on a karaoke. I am so good at So good at that one. What was the response like when you first started talking openly about your mental health? Um, I was amazed, actually, on Stu, Stu Goldsmith's podcast. I got lots of lovely messages mm. of just people just speaking out and saying, oh, I'd love to give her a hug. Um, wasn't, it wasn't supposed to be creepy, but that sounded creepy, didn't it? <laughs> um, I just want to tell it. Jess everything's going to be OK. It was just... Um, it was sort of sympathetic and empathetic and very, very positive. Mm. I've got a mate called Joe Tresini. He speaks very much about mental health and since he has started talking about it, he's got so many followers on Twitter and Mm. so much support just because it's really unusual, I think, for people to just be really open and talk about that. So this is such an important thing that you guys are doing. I'm so pleased. (laughs) I'm so pleased. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I feel like it's like um, opening the loft. It's like, oh, no one goes in the loft. No, no, we don't use the loft. And then when you open the loft, it's like, oh, oh, everyone wants to go in the loft. Like, there's a loft. <laughs> there's actually a lot going on up there. And oh, let's all get in there and have a, oh, could convert this into a fantastic space. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is. It's just like, it's a different, it's a part of your brain that you just try and ignore as mm. much as you possibly can mm-hmm. and especially when it kind of comes to comedy and the arts and stuff there's such a wealth of be it fuck ups or silly stories or stupid mm. things that are so relatable that we have steered away from because we don't want people to think oh you're weird or oh you're bonkers or anything mm-hmm. like that mm. the moment you start going into that 
so many other people just go, oh, I've been in that exact same position, or mm. that relates to me in this way. And that mm-hmm. way of sharing stories is so important. And it doesn't matter like who you are, what kind of stature you have in life or anything like that. You have stories and you should be able to feel that like, you can share them because so mm. many people are going to be able to relate to everything. Well, not everything you say, because obviously mental health problems are individualistic and so is recovery. But everyone knowing that other people are out there that feel the same or have been in that low or have been in a similar situation it's just so wonderful to hear a silly story about someone fucking it up mm-hmm. yeah because my one is i'm a big yes person i'll, I'll agree to anything because my anxieties don't let me say no so yeah. i don't like to let people down because no. then i'm a failure and we go into this whole thing yeah. my therapist yeah. loves yeah. going into that um and i sat on a night bus going from trafalgar square to camden at about three o'clock in the morning i just finished work and um this old man sat down next to me with a two liter um, milk carton filled with something grey and I was like this isn't good and he started drinking it and it smelt a bit like Malibu and bleach oh and, I was, and he was just like he looked at me and went would you like some and I said yes <laughs> and I couldn't actually physically get, make myself say no to mm-hmm. anyone and I took a sip and it was what I'd, was it? I think it was vodka, milk, Malibu and Kahlua. Jesus Christ. Ooh, a little but, like Russian. Yeah, yeah, but from a strange man on the bus, and you're just drinking I've bus milk. I've done something similar. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah. Bus milk. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know you need help. It's, when it's you're drinking reckless, bus milk. isn't it? Yeah. It's really reckless. It is. I did that. Uh, I was about 19 or something, and I was at a station, and there were bigger boys there. And they said, do you want some of this? And it was like a spliffy thing. And a spliffy thing. A spliffy thing. <laughs> I didn't really know about drugs. Um, and I had some, and God knows what else was in it. Uh-huh. I mean, it wasn't normal. Mm. My, I, on the train from Hither Green to London Bridge, my my... My head felt like a balloon. It was sort of all bobbing back and forwards and I thought it might leave my body. And then I was sick in the lift at Hampstead when I got there. It was really quite a low point. Yeah. But it's, it, it all goes back to like low self-esteem and low self-confidence, mm-hmm. which are all kind of symptoms or early indicators of uh, something being wrong later on. Yeah. Um, that's definitely where mine came from anyway. I it's think mine like, came from, yeah, that and recklessness and old oh, fuck it, who gives a shit? Yeah. Or, I'm sure it'll be bit, fine. Bit or, of self-sabotage, never hurt absolutely, anyone. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm a massive people pleaser. Yeah, same. 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 I call it a people's penis. <laughs> but just, I mean, it really, th- that causes so much anxiety because then you en- end up doing things or saying things or, you know, being in situations that you really just don't really sit well with your gut at yeah. all. And Would you rather look after someone else than look after yourself? Yeah, I do like a project. I would, yeah, I if I've got a friend in need, I love to really properly get in there and try and help sort them out rather mm. than just sitting down going, right, Jess, you've got loads to do. <laughs> you really need to look after yourself. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's quite interesting that, that like a lot of people that we speak to say that as well, just kind of like it, because it's deflection, isn't it? It's easier to look after someone else than mm-hmm. it is to look after yourself. Oh, it's so easy to look at someone else's life and go, well, if you did that and that and that, I'm sure you'd be happy. Yeah. yeah. And it's not as easy as that, it's is like it? like queer course, eye but... for the depressed guy. <laughs> oh, my God. Just oh my God, come in. Can we do it? Yeah, yeah. let's do it. One. Us three idiots turn up. <laughs> <laughs> Get in the shower. Two. <laughs> We'd all end up crying in the shower today. Yeah. Exactly. They've been useless about only here five minutes. <laughs> Flooded the bathroom. When did you first discover your love for singing comedy and impressions? And has it been an outlet for you in harder times? Yes. Uh, my I so I sung from a really, really early age. My family are all musicians, um, and artists and all very very lovely, very open, very poor. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, 
yeah, so music was a massive, massive part of my life. Also, taking the piss out of my mum was a big part of my life because she was a teacher at my school and I had to be the first uh-huh. to take the mickey before anybody else uh, could. Of course, yeah. So I started imitating her, which then ended up ir- imitating other teachers and stuff. And the feeling that I got from getting a laugh, as well as you know people being impressed with my singing and stuff, but getting a laugh was just the most fabulous feeling. So mm. being able to combine those and be naughty about teachers and stuff... <laughs> um, I guess it all sort of mushed together and and now I take the mickey out of celebrities and politicians and um, sing like Beyonce and Nicki Minaj and (laughs) Judy Garland and... Yeah. The big three. The big three. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's great. And it's really fun to use some of those incredible anthems to lift other people up. I really like my shows to be a proper sort of feel-good antidote to anything depressing, to Brexit, to any of that awful shit going on. I just want people to come in into a safe, fun bubble and have a lovely, fun time. Yeah. I won't talk about anything serious at all in my show. I won't. It's amazing. (laughs) So it's all about when I went to record a club when I was 16 and (laughs) did my first blowjob on a guy and I thought I had to blow on it. (laughs) (laughs) The recorder club was called Oh Blow It as well. I know. So So I literally blew on it, this guy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. It's good fun. Amazing. Is there any, like, characters or people that... Say if you are feeling a bit anxious or a bit down that you don't like to impersonate. Oh, you know what I mean. Like say if, like because I know if I'm having sort of like a, a tough day, I might be like, I don't want to do that bit of material because uh, um, I, I don't feel like I can do that today. Yes, is it like is there I certain know what people? You mean. Yeah. Um, I do feel like that with material sometimes, mm-hmm. but with actual singers, I mean, Billie Holiday. She's got the most depressing voice. <laughs> and you know she had a really tough time, but mm-hmm. actually doing her and um, I don't know what she's saying. I don't know why, but I'm feeling so sad. It sort of puts things into perspective in a bit mm. uh, because, um, you know, she was a drug addict and... Uh, got raped and uh, had a terrible time and poor and had to go into the back entrance of clubs because she was black and, um, you know, just terrible, terrible, terrible things that she put up with. And and there I am a bit sad because (laughs) I can't think of what I want to wear for the day or, you know, or I'm I'm upset because someone's been shitty on, on Twitter or... Or I'm just feeling down, but I'm a white, privileged, middle-class girl, so nothing can be as bad as what she suffered. And so, in a way, it sort of puts things into perspective. Mm-hmm. Does that sound right? Yeah. yeah. Have you got one who's good to do if you're feeling down, that you're like, oh, they're going to bring me up? Yes. They're gonna Just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down in the most delightful way. <laughs> How can you feel depressed if you're Mary Poppins? Actually, that sometimes it makes it worse because you're just like, oh, fuck off, you bitch. Just, like just let me do Billy Holiday. Sit my down, Mary. Yeah, Mary Poppins with a single tear going around. <laughs> yeah. We can all have a magic handbag. <laughs> oh, my God, I really wasn't expecting uh, that. That's really made my day. <laughs> so do you find it just... But if you are having a bad day, you going to do a show, is that something that really brings you back up or is it something that you can find quite difficult at times? Um, No, I can find it really difficult. I remember my first tour, 
um, I remember really before some of the shows I didn't want to go on stage at all and then of course I did and it was fine and it was fun and it did lift mm-hmm. me up mm-hmm. but the the thought of going out there and having loads of energy and being all happy was uh, not not a nice one I just was like oh god I was like doing a massive really difficult poo <laughs> <laughs> like, just oh I can't get through this and at the end you feel so much better yeah, don't you like, like so yeah. <laughs> favourite analogy that's yeah. happened on the show as well that's great um Sometimes it does really lift you up, though. It really does. And making people laugh and getting that response is just brilliant. Uh, when was the first time you were made aware of mental health actually being a thing, be it positive or negative? Um, probably all my life. No, maybe when I was... No, i tell you what. Probably I was an, a tween and my auntie and mum were sitting at the kitchen table talking about antidepressants and which ones they were on. And then I found out my dad was on something as well. And now I'm on something. And we, we just share. Yeah. Share them. Like, like a amazing. mix. Like a little fruit bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yes, it was, it was that. And then I spoke to my friend um, at school... I was I I was on a very very low dose of something when I was in my early twenties and I yeah I spoke to my old school friend, and turned out he was on something as well but he'd never told me and I'd never told him and we were really close but mm-hmm. we'd never mm. broached that, um, and it's only now that I would admit that I take antidepressants or anti anxiety and. It probably doesn't. I don't know if it even touches the sides because it's a low dose, but it makes me feel better to know yeah. that I'm. I mean, I don't, I'm not a scientist at all, and um, in fact, I'm extremely ignorant, and I won't read any <laughs> newspapers at all. I'll just let people tell me about things if they want to, but I'd rather do colouring in. But um, I think sometimes anxiety and depression is just a, a different balance of chemicals in the brain that make you mm-hmm. feel a certain way. I mean, that's a fact. That is exactly what it is. Oh, yeah. good, I'll get my white coat then. <laughs> um, yeah, and so if you've got a slightly different balance and you want to take something to level it out a bit, if the doctor says it's all right, obviously. 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 <laughs> yeah, I think that's fine. Mm. And I went to a great therapist guy who really worked hard with me and used my talents and my voices and my characters to help me so when Mm. I'm nervous I now have to imagine being Liza Minnelli Mm -hmm. and I step into a magic box and I have to say the magic magic words because you have I had to think of somebody who conjures up just um, confidence and Mm -hmm. and a sort of a lust for life Mm -hmm. so it's Liza Minnelli and I step into my magic box and I have to do a fist pump downwards so I can really feel it and I have to say fuck yeah and that (laughs) I do that before I go on stage or be into an audition or when I'm feeling sad you step into the box and go fuck yeah and then you're you're later and you're ready for life It's wrong, isn't it? It's all wrong. No, isn't that like a thing? Power poses. That is yes, like an actual thing. Yes, I think it is thing. that. Yeah. I think it is that. Just you've made it so much better. Yeah, because I've put a character and yeah. a voice to it. I was stood for do- doing a Superman pose for five minutes before I did a live talk once and felt like a complete prick. If I'd been doing that, I would have felt great. Oh, do the fuck yeah. Have yeah. a go now. Oh, Say it. Absolutely not. Fuck yeah! No, <laughs> you must. It's wonderful. We all need to be more Liza. That's... Everybody needs to be more Liza. Yeah. Or... Um, I also had to walk through Edinburgh mm-hmm. uh, like Beyonce because I thought my <laughs> ex was going to be there, uh-huh. my ex-husband. He, he was there. I didn't see him, though, thank God. But the fear of running into him mm-hmm. 
Well, when I was Beyonce strutting along <laughs> with my shitty backpack on full of flyers <laughs> and my old trainers, my bunions, I, I was I felt like Beyonce. And if I'd seen him, it would have been fine. I would have smashed his car window. <laughs> Amazing. How has your relationship with your mental health or the way that you look at misery changed over time? Ooh. Yeah, no, that's a good one. I feel quite proud now. Mm-hmm. I feel proud to be a loony. Um, a I like club. being yeah. in the club. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. There are brilliant people in the club. <laughs> if if I'm in a club that Stephen Fry's in, I'm really happy to be yeah, in that club. Sign me up. Sign me up for that club and everything that comes with it. Um, it's lovely to talk about it. I still, there's a part of me that still thinks, oh God, my mum might hear this and she, she, I don't know whether she'd think that I should be talking about this. And, you know, and there is still a massive part of me that thinks, oh gosh, will this affect my career because people think I'm a loony? Mm-hmm. Or is this going to be, you know, that's, it, that is a big thing of it. There's still a little small ball of shame in my stomach. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm trying to push past it to talk about it. Would you say it has affected your career at all? I don't think it has. I hope it hasn't. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, God, what, <laughs> what have done? you done? Where's the wardrobe? Um, I guess it's made me strive to be better, that, that worry and anxiety. Mm-hmm. So it's made me work harder, but it's also made me berate myself and nothing's ever good enough. I think I've got I've got a much healthier attitude towards mental health now just because I talk about it. Yeah. I don't want to feel like I'm being indulgent. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be wallowing and indulgent and people to think, oh, God, shut up, Jess. Yeah. So, yeah. I was just about to say, it's like a gay dog. Like, I want to accept that it's there, but I don't want to bother it too much because I know it's got shit to do. So I'm like... <laughs> I really wondered where that was going from. Oh, I thought you said a gay dog to begin with. I know he's busy and I don't want to touch him. (laughs) Um, Do you talk about your kind of openness about mental health and stuff on your Twitter as well? At all? Do you talk about it online or is it something that you just. You know what? I don't. I haven't spoken about it very much publicly and maybe I should. I feel like people might not want to hear about it or might or might think oh Jess we thought you were fun (laughs) do you know what I mean okay yeah we followed you for impressions and jobs and we wanted you to do stupid face swaps and come and see your tour where you're being Judy Garland and idiots and people (laughs) and we wanted you to do your rap or I don't know why are you talking about feeling down we don't want that from you (laughs) do you know what I mean yeah that kind of expectation I, that you've set of yourself that you expect that you think other people expect of you. Yeah, that's made me think I might do a tweet today and see what happens about it. Okay, do it as Liza. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me feel. That makes me feel quite scared. Yeah, yeah. Because mm. you're obviously open about it in your day to day life with your friends and your family and stuff. Yeah, but on a like a. I mean, I guess this is a public platform, yeah. isn't it? But mm-hmm. I, this is we're in a little room and it's safe and mm. two nice people who yeah. are obviously as well. Very broken. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? I'm really frightened. I'm frightened to tweet about it. Yeah. What's the past tense of tweet? I twat about my sister. <laughs> I um, she's got sort of mental health problems and she's got Huntingdon's and people have been fantastic and really really lovely about mm-hmm. it. Uh, so maybe I should. It makes me feel a bit scared and emotional. No, I wasn't like it. I'm not forcing Why you. Why are you it? making me do it? <laughs> Get your phone out, Jess. <laughs> but no, I, I think it might be quite a good thing to do. Mm. Mm. I feel like I'm really. Will everyone you hate me? 
I very much doubt it. This is the whole thing, isn't it? Mm. This is why we should talk about it. Yeah. This is yeah. why... This is what stops people from talking about it. Well, like they're say, they're um, worried that everyone will go, oh, Colin, we thought you were the fun one. Yeah. We just want you to be cracking the jokes down the pub. Do you know what I mean? But it's just that realisation that everyone's going through shit like we were talking about earlier. You mm. can't be that, like, life of the party mm-hmm. kind of all the time. No. That's not, otherwise you just burn out. You exactly. can't be that. People are happy and people are sad and you're yeah. allowed to be both. I always worry that people will think it's off-brand. Yes. Obviously, I try and keep my Twitter quite like, light-hearted. And like last night, my boyfriend fell asleep on my side of the bed, so I was like live tweeting him being asleep on my side of the bed. And like, <laughs> I just try and keep it quite light. So I always worry that if I tweet about mental health, I'm going to be like, "Oh, this is so off-brand." But the more open I've been about it on stage, I'm like, "This is actually very on-brand, Lauren." Yeah. Like, <laughs> they all know you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> you might as well. And now uh, I always try and do it in a light-hearted way, still. But I love, I love now just being comfortable enough to be like, uh, like, I made a joke the other day, and I was like, I think I'd I'd mistimed slightly the prescription or something, and so I'd run out of antidepressants. Oh, and I was that like, is the worst. Yeah. I put on Twitter, I was like, "How do people function?" With is this what the world's like? Oh my god! And I was w- my main worry is that people will take things at face value and be like, "Oh god, she's struggling." Oh no, someone, someone call for help! And I'm like, "No, I'm just making jokes about it." And that, and most people do. I, I always tend to do a little disclaimer after, and I'm like, "This is a joke, by the way. I'm fine. Kiss, kiss. Like totally cool. Like absolutely just making jokes." And I love it now. I love yeah. just being able to be like, "Yeah, I'm fine. I'm having a giggle at my broken brain. It's all right." That's the way I treat it as well. Like I was saying earlier, I laugh about mine because it yeah. makes it feel smaller, and I can mm. just deal with it a bit more. Did you and see my one about the panic attack the other I day? <laughs> I had a panic attack. Oh, and you'll know this with gigging. I'd missed the my train was delayed, so I'd missed the connection, oh, and I was it took ages to get there. I'd been like sort of stranded. I was having a panic and I had such an intense panic attack that I thought it was a heart attack and I was going to die. And the first place my brain went is, you haven't written a will, who'll get your money? And then I got so panicked that I don't have a will that I had a second fucking panic attack. (laughs) (laughs) And then I had a note on my phone that I'd clearly written in the panic and in order it said, the kid's... Animal charity, Matt, question mark, who's my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, why does your brain go to these places? Oh, like, and it again, really I tweeted about it and I was like, I hope people take that with a pinch of like humour rather than being like, oh God, and most people did. And yeah. like, you, you get the balance of some people being genuinely supportive and compassionate and the other people being like, ah, I got you, like, uh, we've all been there. And I'm like, oh. It is good just to get that off your chest and be mm. like... The worst panic attack I had, which and I haven't had them very often, but this was the panic attack to end all panic attacks. I was outside, I just was with a guy that I was dating mm-hmm. and um, I'd had a, we'd had a Thai meal and I was having a real panic attack and I sort of just sort of collapsed down the wall a bit <laughs> and an enormous fart came out. <laughs> Just the biggest, smelliest, most awful fart. I thought, fuck, I hope I hope he thinks it's the drains. <laughs> like, it, was so, it was so awful. And that sort of... The, that It was almost like smelling salts. <laughs> it sort of shocked me out of the attack. <laughs> I've never told anyone that before. <laughs> oh, I hope he's not listening now. Really Although it wasn't one. the drains, it was my bum. <laughs> Just trying to stay. I'm like, oh, like this restaurant smells. Oh, we will, we will never come back here. Isn't that awful? That's amazing. That's fantastic. Oh, it 
just went, you know, as you slide down the wall with your back yeah. to the wall. <laughs> like releasing oh, air like from that. a balloon. Yeah. Yeah. Really, it was terrible. <laughs> just awful. Oh. oh dear. Well, we've got about five minutes left, so. Uh... <laughs> well, I think we've peaked. Uh, we? We definitely peaked. <laughs> Let's just hope that we don't peak in this tiny room. <laughs> <laughs> you You're not allowed things. to get lean against you the wall at any point. No. God knows what'll happen. <laughs> I did feel very lightheaded. It must have been all the yeah. air. All the air went from my head to my bum. <laughs> you think I'm surprised it didn't propel big. me back up the wall again? <laughs> it's not me. It's you. <laughs> <laughs> it's floating away. <laughs> Oh dear! Oh, definitely peaked. This is uh, yeah. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> okay, last question. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you want to do the last question as well? Okay. Oh. Uh, so, if you could go back to like your younger self mm. and give some advice on like mental health and living sort of without misery, what would you what would you say to yourself? Don't try and be like the other people at school. Don't try and be like anybody else. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. To, I would just say try and stay true to yourself and oh it sounds like such wank but go with what feels good for you and try and really be honest with yourself and treat yourself like your own best friend that's a that's a really good one mm. and speak to yourself in your head the way that you would speak to your friend so and you would never say to your friend oh god you're such a stupid bitch or you look really fat mm-hmm. today or um, you know that's not good enough or no wonder you didn't get the part you're too ugly or whatever I don't know you just wouldn't say that would you you'd be well if you did you wouldn't be friends would you mm. hopefully yeah so speak to yourself in a really encouraging way a, a therapist once said to me even even find like who, what do you call your friend and I said babe or something and he, he was like okay we'll just say well but he was Australian <laughs> <laughs> we'll just say you know well done babe you're doing really well today so that's what I say in my mm. head now I like that. I call myself babe. It's a bit, I mean, that was before it was really ethics, babe. <laughs> <laughs> babe. Do you know what I mean? But, um, no, that's wonderful. Yeah, speak to yourself in your head because mm. you're, you're, you, you hear, you know, your brain hears you. Mm-hmm. That's a stupid thing to say. But you know what I mean? Uh-huh. That's absolutely wonderful. Your thoughts wonderful. are important. Your yeah. Thought, you hear your, yeah, your thoughts are things, aren't they? So... Be kind. Be, speak kindly to yourself Amazing. and encourage yourself. Don't be a shit pal to yourself. Yeah, no. just don't be a cunt. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Done. Yeah. Now that you beat that out. Oh, no, I'm keeping okay, that good. one. In. I'll tell my mum to definitely listen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you so much. That was thank you. We hope you can take something from this podcast away with you in your day-to-day life. Whatever situation you're in, you're not by yourself. We can share our stories, share our experiences, and we can help each other know that things do get better. And that was episode 13. Thank you to Jess for channeling the spirit of Liza so perfectly. And if you wanted to see Jess in, uh, in real life, uh, you can see her perform her new show at this year's Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Thanks to Lauren, obviously. I mean, she's the funny one. Without her, this would just be really terrible. Uh, thanks to Dave and Calm for letting us make this silly little podcast. And thanks to you uh, for your lovely reviews, the lovely tweets you've been sending Lauren and myself, um, and for listening, and just just for being you. Thank you for being you. Anyway, uh, we'll be back next week. Um, Yeah, that's it. Bye, 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 bye.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Would you give your mum, dad, aunt, or that uncle who hugs your partner a little too long free access to your phone? Oh, no. Oh, my God, it's, it's a really long video. Ew. In Dave's brand new YouTube original, Get Off My Phone, we've got six comedians to give their phones over to a relative with total freedom to read messages, DMs, photos, and browser history. What's your social history? Sorry? What to do, tips for relief. The rules are simple. Their relative can read anything they want and even make calls from the comedian's phone. What is this? What is I know what this one is. That, that looks really okay. bad. Starring Tanya Moore, Anya Magliano, Finlay Christie, Travis J with his mum, Angie Lamar, Hayley Morris, Grace Campbell, and dad, Alistair Campbell. Slightly sexually compromising <laughs> Divulging their deepest digital secrets. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Get off my phone, a Dave YouTube original. Available now on Dave's YouTube channel.